Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers-Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome people in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Who do we have on the show today? Today, we have Courtney McCullough, Chief Human Resources Officer for Open Door Health Services. We're supported today by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. What do they have coming up? A two-part virtual workshop. Another two-parter. A two-parter, Wednesday, April 28th, and Thursday, April 29th. This one's all you, isn't it? All me what? Well, I can see the title from here, so it's all you. Overcoming imposter syndrome. Because you've mentioned that before. I, yes, sometimes I struggle. I, I don't know if everybody struggles with that or if it's just me. But yes, sometimes I get in these professional environments and people like, I am the expert in the situation. And I'm like, I don't feel like the expert here. (laughs) I feel like a poser. So who's this going to be presented by? It's presented by Dr. Carolyn Goner, professor at IU Kelly School of Business. Ooh, Kelly School of Business. I know. So she's serious. She's legit, man. Too legit to quit. Well, what are we going to learn? Well, have you ever felt like a fraud? Are you afraid that others will see you faking it and you're not as smart or talented as you've led them to believe? Yes, check. If so, you are one of the 70% of professionals who has experienced imposter syndrome. I, I agree. I concur. So you're going to learn how and why imposter feelings develop, the impact of those imposter thoughts, new patterns of thought and behavior to help overcome imposter syndrome, and strategies to mentor and coach others with imposter syndrome. Now, who's this program for, you think? It is suited for leaders at all experience levels. Very cool. I think everybody can learn about imposter syndrome. Register now at SchaeferLeadership.com. Today in the studio, we have Courtney McCullough. Chief Human Resources Officer at Open Door Health Services. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. No problem. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Are you a Munsonian or from other places? Yeah, I uh, chose to live in Muncie about three years ago. Before that, oh, I was... she chose. She chose. Yes, yes. Nice. of course. I love this, this community. <laughs> um, I, before that, I was living in Chicago for about 12 years and originally okay. from Michigan. So Midwest all the way. Okay. Well, good. So what brought you to Muncie? Well, A, I love the community, but B, I have family that does live here. Um, and then through that, I met my now husband. So okay. um, we decided that, that Muncie was going to be the place that we wanted to live. Excellent. So who is your now husband? <laughs> my husband is Chris Fluke. I thought so. So he's a local oh, historian. Yeah, a name that's well known. <laughs> All right. Little known fact, I uh, did their wedding. Yes, uh, you DJed their wedding. DJed their wedding. It was the most unique because it was all 80s music. <laughs> nice. Well, that sounds yes. like a fun reception. We had 80s dinner music and then 80s dance music, and it was one of the most memorable ones. Well, we appreciate that. It was memorable for us as well. <laughs> well, good. So tell us, uh, Open Door, you're the human resources officer. So yes. What, what does that What's that entail? Chief Human Human Resources Officer. That's right. It depends on the day, but really it's everything involving people. So hiring, onboarding, development, engagement, uh, company culture, 
payroll, um, and then all the non-fun stuff of um, that comes along with people sometimes, but usually it's the fun stuff of development and engagement and uh, helping our, our team members succeed. So I guess you guys have probably been a little busy lately. Yeah, like most people, this last year has been a whirlwind, that's for sure. Um, but most recently, we've been able to start our vaccine clinic. It's been really refreshing and an exciting part to to do for the community. So we've been definitely busy the last few months, that's for and sure. And you were doing testing before that. We were, yeah. We were doing testing at a couple locations, and, and we're about to take our uh, vaccine on the road, and we're going into communities that maybe it's a little bit more difficult for them to get to a vaccine center. So we're a little bit of everywhere. <laughs> Awesome. Well, full disclosure, I got my vaccine at Open Door and it was a it was such a great experience. The people working there were so nice and happy that we were there. The other people who were there were so happy to be there and be getting vaccinated. It was great. It was fabulous. I can't wait for my second one. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's exciting. Well, thanks for those compliments. I'll definitely share that with the team. But it's been exciting to see community members come in and see that sense of relief and that sense of progress and, and that we're, we're kind of moving through when last year felt like there was no progress and no movement. And now we're, we're starting to come out on, on the other side. That's that, for sure. That's nice. I know just sitting there after I got my vaccine, I, I'm not an emotional person, but I was like, I kind of want to cry I feel just like a little bit of really like a the light at the end of the tunnel and just very happy. yeah I feel like it's hard to define that feeling you mm -hmm. know but it was just an overwhelming sense of just relief Absolutely. you know now afterwards I did have an adverse reaction but that's okay I would still do it all over again and I'm going to do it all over again in about two weeks so that's okay <laughs> She was a little itchy. I was more than a little itchy. My whole body still kind of itches. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear <laughs> that. Okay. But you know in, what? In the long in the run, grand scheme of life, a little itching is better than COVID. Absolutely. And even if I get my second one and it does it all over again, I'll be happy to have been vaccinated. Well, now you know what to expect if the worst happens, yes, right? Absolutely. So, how many people do you take care of there at Open Door? How many people are yeah, working for Open Door? We're a little shy of 250 employees. Wow. Um, when I joined the team three years ago, we had about 125, 130. So we've been in some growth modes. Uh, we have seven locations between Delaware County and Madison County. Okay. So what else do you do besides Open Door all the time? Yeah, so I have been fortunate to be involved in uh, the United Way of Delaware, Henry, and Jay County. So I've been working with them for the last few years as a volunteer. Uh, I also am a part of East Central Indiana HR Association. It's a mouthful, oh, so yes. we, we call I'm it ACRA. Yeah, 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 you're familiar. Um, so I've been part of that for the last three years as well. Most recently, I'm, I'm serving as the president of the board. And so that's a nonprofit entity that helps facilitate HR development. Um, it's a great great resource if you are in HR or if you have HR type responsibilities, if you want to further your own development, you have development for your team, uh, but it is for East Central Indiana. So it's a lot of great networking. You meet a lot of really awesome people. Um, and and, and it's, great presenters. Yeah, it's great presenters um, and, and really good um, sponsors as well. Um, so we appreciate that, um, but a good opportunity to kind of just develop an HR world. Awesome. Well, Farmhouse was a sponsor but then we had to get pushed back a little bit because of covid so yes. like everyone else in the story world. of covid so, yeah absolutely but we appreciate the support <laughs> So what do you do for fun? Um, I recently, or my, my husband and I recently got a dog. And so in the evenings, we tend to do long walks with our dog. Um, I'm, I'm a pretty avid reader as well. Um, and then I have a, a pretty 
guilty pleasure of watching 80s and 90s sitcoms. So my 80s love runs deep. It's not just music, <laughs> um, but it, it's definitely the way that I kind of unwind and, and check out from the day and, and kind of relive my youth, I guess. <laughs> now, recently, I have been trying to make my family watch terrible mov- shows and movies and things like that, and I made you guys watch, <laughs> what's it called? Dinosaurs from the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> Is that... Not the, baby. not the baby. Not, not yeah, the baby. Not, not the mama. Not the mama. Absolutely. Yeah. And my the kids were like, this is terrible. I don't want to watch this. I have to imagine the comparison of, of what kids watch today versus what we watched growing up. I mean, I can't even imagine. I mean, just the imagery, everything about it looks so different. Not the to mention. Pacing. Yeah. Yes. I feel like the bar was a lot lower back when yes. we were kids. <laughs> Which I think is what makes them so amazing. I think so, so too. That's why I, I'm, I'm a firm, I, I hold on strong to that. So how'd you meet your husband? Well, I met him uh, through my my sister. So they both work and teach at Ball State. And so um, there was an, a, an event and a function to celebrate my sister that he happened to be at. And so we were able to connect and we have a lot of similar interests. And, and he definitely helped introduce me to Muncie and, and walk me through the, the greatness that is Indiana and being a Hoosier. So uh, it was a, a great way to kind of get introduced to my new home. Now, he's big into history. Are you as well or not as big as him? I am not okay. as big as anybody. I'm not sure anybody could be in, as into history as yeah. he is. I, I appreciate it, and I definitely appreciate all that I've been able to learn. And I think moving to a new community in a new state, one that I was not at all familiar with, it was a great way to get to know the, the state and my, and my new living area. But I am not a history buff. That's okay. Dates, names, they are not my jam. So it is hard for me to to be able to recount uh, what happened yesterday, let alone what happened 100 years ago. (laughs) What other associations are you a part of or... Yeah. A member of. Yeah, so uh, as part of healthcare, there's a, a couple state um, boards and, and national boards that focus on policy reform. So I am able to sit on those committees um, to, to hopefully influence some of the policies that are impactful to not only healthcare but our communities. Um, and then locally, I, I'm part of my neighborhood association. So I live in Kenmore and I, I am the acting president of Kenmore uh, Neighborhood Association and then have also been able to volunteer with League of Women Voters as well. Um, um, so a kind of diverse way of getting to, to be a part of Muncie. Yeah. Now, you mentioned your work with uh, United Way. What, mm-hmm. what, what kind of volunteering do you do there? So I have served as a loaned ambassador, which means I help them for their annual fundraiser. Um, usually in a non-COVID world, they have about 20 to 25 loaned ambassadors, people that are loaned from other entities or organizations within the community that help them reach their goal and, and have a successful campaign. Um, so this last year obviously looked a little bit different. We had far less volunteers, um, but the United Way is a really great team and, and they do amazing work for our, our community. So I hope that they've had a successful campaign. I'm sure they have. And they were going to have their big, uh, yeah, they were like, their big celebration yeah. and all that. And then it snowed. And so we had to postpone it a little bit. Yeah. So. Thanks Midwest Indiana, <laughs> right? Snow, snow in April, but hopefully soon. I think that it's rescheduled for May 15th. Yeah. So it'll awesome. be just as exciting then. And definitely warmer. Yes. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, fingers crossed, right? Yeah. So what does the future hold for you, at least 
professionally? Well, I mean, I think working at Open Door, being part of a, a growth organization, I've been able to learn a lot. I had not previously been with healthcare, so I had a huge learning curve coming in to get to know the organization and get to know um, kind of how healthcare worked. And now I feel like I have a good grasp on that. Um, and so next is just helping to facilitate the the growth and the expansion. Um, at Open Door, we have a mission that is to better the lives of others. And, and so we're involved in a lot of different community partnerships and endeavors and and how we can help better the lives of our communities where we live where we work where we play and so I am excited to be able to expand on on that support for for open door um, and hopefully along the way be able to develop and train more upcoming leaders for open door and, and for our community how do you maintain a positive attitude <laughs> Well, some days are definitely harder than others. Um, I really enjoy fountain cherry Coke. So if days are particularly challenging, I, I tend to make sure I have a large fountain cherry Coke. Now, where do you get your cherry Coke from? <laughs> wherever I'm close wherever to. Wherever it's available. Okay. Yeah, okay. wherever it's available. I tend to know which fast food places in, in Muncie have cherry Coke because I not all do. I love the machines now that you get to choose what flavor of Coke you want. Absolutely. A, a, a firm Coke with a little bit of cherry is my jam. Um, but more than that, I think it's about laughter. I, I am surrounded by really amazing people, amazing family, amazing coworkers. And so on stressful days, I think you have to find where you can laugh. And some days all you can do is laugh because that's the only you know, um, recourse you have to maybe some of the frustration. But that's definitely my reprieve. Now, take me back in time a little bit. You yeah. said you grew up in Chicago. So what part of Chicago, what... Uh, What'd you experience up there? Yeah, so I grew up in Michigan, but I moved to Chicago after college. I, oh, okay. I had a slightly less conventional career path in that I knew where I wanted to live, but did not know what I wanted to do when I got there. And so one day I woke up and I said, okay, I'm moving to Chicago. Uh, my parents supported, uh, but were, were cautious. Uh, and they said, okay, great, but you're going to have to find a way to pay your bills. Um, <laughs> but I had an apartment lined up and a, and a roommate lined up. And so I moved to Chicago basically sight unseen. Um, I did what any person new to Chicago would do, and that was take a walk down Michigan Avenue. Um, and awesome. <laughs> I walked into the first retail store that had a now hiring sign, um, applied and, and was fortunate to, to get hired there. So at least I had something to sustain while I figured out the rest of my life. And I worked in retail for a few months where there I met a um, an outside recruiter for J.P. Morgan Chase, who I was able to wait on, um, sell, her, sell her some suits. And then she said, I think you're in the wrong service. Why don't you come work for Chase? Um, and I kind of laughed. And I told her, if you saw my finances right now, you would not be asking me to come work at your <laughs> bank. Um, but she she took a chance on me. I, I worked at Chase for about a year. Um, it was an opportunity to have benefits. Um, I was coming to that age where I was rolling off my parents' benefits. And so that was an important element of any job. And there I met somebody that hired me for an upscale steakhouse in Chicago. Um, and that's where I found my love, my passion, uh, restaurants, and, and kind of a, a service element uh, to management, to leadership, um, and, and to supporting a, a team. And so I worked for restaurants for the rest of my time in Chicago. Um, I worked in operations for a number of years and then decided I wanted my nights and weekends back. And so I transitioned from operations into a support role. Um, in the support role, I, I 
got my start in HR. Um, I, I was excited because I knew I was able to approach HR in a way that I knew what the managers were going through. I'd been there, I'd done that. And so when they came to me with a problem or a concern, I could talk with with knowledge and understanding as, as to what they were going through. Um, and so I, I learned HR, I learned recruiting, I learned onboarding, hiring, training, development, payroll, um, and just kind of general HR functions. I was lucky that's how I was able to transition to Indiana. Um, I worked for, for Scotty's uh, for about a, a year. Um, I worked in their Indianapolis office, their corporate office. As I was kind of starting to unwind from, uh, from restaurants, I realized what was missing was just kind of a sense of community. I loved being able to develop my team, create future managers and leaders of an organization, but I felt that there was a disconnect to a community, and, and that's how I found Open Door. And I was really lucky that I was able to have the opportunity to interview with them and, and they hired me and brought me onto their team where I could not only develop and, and mentor our team, but then also have an impact in our community. Um, and, and I would make that choice of choosing Muncie over and over and over again. I think there's been so many great opportunities that I've been fortunate to have in the last couple of years that I previously would never have had the opportunity for. Now, now what part of Michigan? I grew up in the Cadillac area, so it's northern-ish. Um, it's about two hours north of Lansing, um, about an hour south of like Traverse City and, okay. and Petoskey area. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So small, small area, which is why Chicago felt uh, very You're going exciting. to the big city. Yeah, then, I was right? like, all right, I'm ready. I'm going to say, that's a huge city. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, and I, I, yeah. Were you around for St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> A number of years, some years I was working that, and that is not enjoyable, let me tell you. <laughs> um, but there I was able to enjoy a couple years of watching the river be dyed green and, and some of the sunny weather. Um, but I think once is enough to, to say you've experienced it. <laughs> yeah, I would think probably that's true. Yeah. So as an outsider coming to Muncie, what are some of your favorite things about Muncie or what drew you here? Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. What keeps you here? What keeps you here? here? Yeah. Besides like the husband and all that good <laughs> the stuff. Dog, yeah. yeah, the dog, the husband. Um, you know, I think there's a misconception when you are in smaller communities that there's not a lot of opportunities. Um, and, and I think that while larger cities or areas might have more opportunities, they also have more people trying for those opportunities. And I think what keeps me in, in Muncie is that that there's always a, an avenue that you can take to better the community. There's always a way to be involved. There's always a way to support another nonprofit or support another entity or have a partnership or collaboration. Um, and I, from a professional standpoint, that has been really life-changing for me. And I, I really appreciated that type of development and, and that sense of, of community. Um, on a personal front, I, I love the greenways. I love all the parks that we have. I love the connection to nature. Um, we have really great coffee shops, restaurants. I just think we're, we're really lucky in, in whatever you're looking for, you can find it in Muncie. So as a an HR professional, have you mm -hmm. ran into discrimination because you're a woman or trying to mitigate that in your role as a HR director? Yeah, I, I would love to say no. Um, but unfortunately, I think like many women, I've definitely been faced with this. And sometimes it's it's minor microaggressions that people might not even realize they're doing it. You're on a, a team of all other male managers and they say, okay, well, you go ahead and get the birthday card this week or you pick up the employee appreciation gift because you're a woman, you, you know how to appreciate somebody else. Um, you know, sometimes it was really direct where I might be saying 
no to somebody. I'm not interested in their what they're selling or it's not the right time for a partnership. And, and they'll say, well, you should talk to your CEO, get your CEO's thoughts. Um, I bet he would have a, an opinion on this. Mm-hmm. And luckily in my current role, I'm, I'm really uh, able to say, well, my CEO would ask me what, what I think. And, and I'm telling you, it's not the right time right now. And so I'm able to kind of, um, I'm empowered to be able to turn that back around. Um, but sometimes in hospitality, I feel like it was a, a male's world. And a lot of times people would come in and say, I want to speak to your manager. And I'd be like, hi, I'm Courtney. I nice to manager. meet you. Thank yeah, you. I am the manager. <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 the real manager. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm not sure what you mean by that, but I'm all you've got tonight. So if you would like a manager, you know, I'm happy to chat. Um, and, and, I think people don't realize how maybe they're coming across, but um, I think you face it more times than you you care to or more times than than you you wish. Um, But I I do think that is changing a little bit. I think um, having more and more um, women in in powerful and influential roles, I I think is really important. I agree. I once had a guy who was like, aren't you going to make the coffee? And I said, what? He's like, well, isn't that like your job? Are you going to make the coffee? And I said, well, if you would like coffee, you, you would like to drink, then I suggest you make the coffee because I'm terrible at that. Hey, and, and yeah, that's not my job. That's not my job. Yeah. Just because I'm the lady around here doesn't mean I need to make the coffee. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure sometimes it's difficult with, with the partnership, right? That sometimes people might gravitate to you, Matt, versus, you know, looking at you. Oh, and, yeah. She, she has many examples it of It happens that. quite a bit. Yeah. And I'm so sorry for that. I mean, it is what it is. It's fine. And now I have a, a little plaque on my desk that says boss lady. And so it's yeah. fine. It, it comes with the territory. I'm but sure. I am very fortunate that Matt will definitely turn it back around and be like, well, Angie actually is the one who kind of makes those decisions. So you should probably yeah. talk to her. So that's very nice because yeah. a lot of men would not necessarily do that. Absolutely. Or would not think that it would be needed to be said. Um, and I, I think that's great. I'm, I'm fortunate in, in that as well. My husband is very supportive, very empowering of, of making sure that people know kind of the things that I've done in the community or the things that I do at Open Door, the things that I've done in the, in the past, um, because he is the more well-known individual of our partnership. And so um, I think sometimes people, you know, will say, oh, you're, you know, you're, you're Chris's wife. Um, and I think he's pretty quick to say, no, I'm, I'm Courtney's husband. And I I appreciate that empowerment. And now it's time for the lightning round. Quick questions and quick answers. So number one question, what's your favorite band or artist? Right now I've been very much into Brandi Carlisle. She has a new book coming out, so it made me um, go back through all of her um, her previous albums. And I'm sorry, that was not quick. That's all right. No, that was there. that was plenty. Okay. <laughs> quick I was, I was going answers. to say. Okay. <laughs> Well, my favorite songs by her is The Story. Oh, it's so good. Yes. And just her her inflections on it and just like the rawness. I just, yeah, I love singer, songwriter, female leads. I, I just love that. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Very much an early bird. Okay. Yeah, the earlier the better. Once it's oh 7 o'clock, I am, I'm done. My mind is done. <laughs> I'm early, not that early. <laughs> I'm done at 4. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite book? Depends on the day. I have so many. Um, one of the books that stands with me, I think, over the course of many years was Tell the Wolves I'm Home. Uh, it came out probably about seven, eight years ago now, and it was just, it was about 
families. It was about individuals. And it was just about life. And I feel like I've never been able to quite shake that book. So I highly recommend it. Okay. Have you ever met anyone famous? Not personally. A few people would come into restaurants. Um, and, and one time one of my restaurants had a movie being filmed in it. Um, and Jerry O'Connell was in it. And I did get starstruck because he came up to, to make a reservation for that night. And I forgot his name. <laughs> and so I was like trying to pretend like I was putting the reservation in. And he called me on it. He was like, uh, it's it's Jerry. It's Jerry McConnell. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, but he was so nice and gracious about it. But What's your guilty pleasure? 80s and 90s sitcoms. I love it. I love them. I cannot get enough of them. Movies, you you lay them on me. I could watch them all day. Now, give me, give me a favorite. Do you have a favorite? Yeah. Well, right now I'm re-watching Blossom, so it's what comes to mind. <laughs> okay. Um, but, you know, movies, I mean, I love Breakfast Club, uh, Pretty in Pink, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Um, you know, I'm a, 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 a TGIF. Uh, that's how I grew up. And so you give me any of the sitcoms that were on TGIF, and I'm, I'm going to watch them again. What's your favorite movie? I don't know if I have a favorite movie. I don't say no to many movies. I love popcorn and I love the experience of a movie. And so um, my husband is a huge movie buff. And so he's willing to see almost any movie. And and there are few movies that I say, no, you're going to have to see that one by yourself. But you give me popcorn and a movie and a cherry Coke and I'll watch anything. Yeah, I'm good to go. What's your hidden talent? I don't know if I'd call this a talent, but I can flip my pen through my fingers. Oh. Um, And so it's it's an old habit from high school and collegiate debate. Um, And my team members often tease me. If they see me flipping my pen quickly, they know I'm processing uh, fast and they know I'm like thinking and I'm about to say something. Um, So I try not to keep pens in my hands very often because I can't (laughs) not do it. But I don't know if that's a talent. I think it's a talent. I don't don't think most people can do it. Yeah, I don't know if it would win me anything, but I'll take it as a talent. That's okay. There's a pen. (laughs) Do you sing in the shower? I don't. I What I do, I think, is far more embarrassing, and I sing to my dog a lot. And so I have a lot of songs for her, um, and, I, and so I tend to sing on the, on the day-to-day, and I'm sure she hates it, and I hope she's the only one that has to hear me because I'm not very good, but that's where I sing. Okay. Now, how about the car? I do sing in the car, okay. yeah. Um, in in s- smaller, you know, smaller driving situations, I tend to try to tone it down a little bit. And I do listen to IPR a lot. Um, but sometimes I'd find myself just singing my heart out. And then I would look to my left and there'd be somebody right there. And so I feel like now in a community where people might recognize you in your car. It's, yeah, it's harder. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit harder. So I stick to IPR. Okay, awesome. I drive a lime green car and I have bright red hair. So I tend to stick out a little bit. Yeah. And so like, if I'm like singing my lungs out, somebody's going to honk at me because they see me around. Know you, yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars, yeah. Yes. I figured as a child of the 80s. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Now, did you see any of the movies in the theater or anything back in the day? Not back in the day. I have. Okay. They have replayed a couple of times, and so I have gone back to, to see them now. Um, but I, I, I think the first one was pretty recent that I saw in the theater. I, I like Star Wars, and I appreciate it, but I'm not the one that's going to buy the ticket at midnight the day it starts. <laughs> I'll wait until the crowds clear out a little bit. Um, I did that once there. I think it's an experience. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think you probably have to, right? That's something oh, yeah. you should do at some point in your life. I vote no on that. You, th- that's one that he can go by himself to. <laughs> I understand. What's the most used emoji on your phone? I have two. It's either the the kind of sideways cry laughter or it's just the straight sob. Um, it depends on the day which one I use. And sometimes it goes every other as I'm, as I'm texting. So, But both of those are pretty fitting to me. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today. Really appreciate you coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. I love the podcast. Yeah.
problem. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Bye. So this morning, when this podcast drops on Tuesday, I am getting my second vaccine shot. I will be fully vaccinated by the time this reaches your ears. You are not throwing away your shot. Uh. <laughs> now you got the first shot. I did. And you had a little, a little issue. I had an adverse reaction is what they would call it. Adverse. Now that's not a... Uh, it's not an allergic reaction because they took blood work because my doctor was like, wow, we haven't seen this before. <laughs> Now, there's a, there's a story to this because your mom also had a... An adverse reaction. But it had nothing to do with the shot, really. It had to do with... Uh, a, an underlying condition that she didn't know condition. she had, and then it created adverse reactions, and then she had to go to the hospital, and we thought she might die for a second. But you know what? She's fine now. Hi, it had mom. nothing to do with nothing COVID. Nothing to do with the shot, nothing to do with COVID. But I was like, I talked to my doctor. I was like, so my mom had this reaction... I'm having a reaction. Well, before that, before I got it, I had a regular, my regular checkup. And I was like, I'm scheduled to get this vaccine in like a week. My mom had this reaction. What do you think? She said, you should be fine. So I was like, all right, my mom got the Pfizer vaccine. So I'm going to get the Moderna vaccine just yeah. to be safe. That I don't have this reaction too. So I get it. What happened? I was fine for a while. But later that evening, oh my Gosh, my entire body is covered in a rash and itches <laughs> so bad. And not just like a little bit of itch. It just feel, felt like I was itching from the inside out. Like if I could rip the skin off my body, that would feel better. Yeah, she was she was in a mood. Oh, yeah, I was in a mood. And so I was like... And <laughs> I thought it would just last a day. Yeah, it didn't last a day. It just kept kind of getting worse and like <laughs> all over my body. It was my legs and my, it was just everywhere. And I was miserable and itchy and just not fun. So I went to the doctor and they were like, well, we haven't seen this before. <laughs> I'm like, of course you haven't. Uh, so they determined it was an adverse reaction. I'm not allergic to anything in it. And therefore they want me to get the second vaccine. Which <laughs> so, you're going to do. Which I am going to do because even though I had an adverse reaction, I could breathe. Everything was fine. Like in the long scheme of life, if my body is itchy for a week or so and I take some Benadryl and medicine or whatever, that's okay. I would rather get the vaccine, be vaccinated and have an adverse reaction than get COVID and maybe die or get COVID and pass it to somebody else or whatever. So I am willing to take that risk because I believe in herd immunity and science and all that good stuff. And so I'm going to get the vaccine. So I am scheduled in a couple of weeks and then... You're getting yours today. I'm, I am vaccinated you are at the time of this podcast. That's true. In two weeks, you will be bionic man. Exactly. Yeah. You'll be fully in me. Fully vaccinated. And Amy in our office, she's got hers. She's getting her second one. Like She's already had her second one by now when this comes out. Yeah. So she's on her way to being fully vaccinated. So Farmhouse, we are we'll on our way to- fully vaccinated by May 1st. Yes, we will be. And I am very excited. We are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Spring is around the corner. A lot of networking groups are already getting back together. Exactly. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Don't shake my hand. I mean, I know we're doing in-person meetings now, but that doesn't mean you need to shake my hand or give me a hug because you might get elbowed in the El face. You're supposed to get elbows or what? Knuckles, Knuckles or like foot bumps or whatever. I don't do the foot bump thing. You get off balance and you fall down. Well, you look like a then I'll look like there. a nerd. Yeah, that's, that <laughs> is true. But yeah, elbow bumps, fist bumps, whatever. But yeah, we you just went to Muncie on the move for their first get together and it was very safe they announced they have some kind of bipolar 
uh, air conditioning system. What, a bipolar air conditioning system? <laughs> exactly. It's crazy. <laughs> okay. But anyway, it's supposed to kill viruses in the air and uh, mold dust, all kinds of stuff. Oh, they're going to be the cleanest place in town. Well, they would be, except Westminster Village got it too. Oh, well, there you go. So that's two places in Muncie that have a uh, an add-on to their HVAC system that helps uh, kill things in the air. Huh. Well, and it's very clean air, rotates out six times an hour. It's oh, crazy. Oh, that sounds crazy. But they call it bipolar something. Huh. But we all looked at each other when she announced it. Joanne McKinney announced it. We were like, "What? What is that?" But anyway, well, it's super cool. You they're keeping check us it safe. They're 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 doing what they they need to do, and we're wearing masks and all that. So it feels good to kind of get out there, start seeing people's face, well, half of people's faces, and stuff like that. Uh, so it's half good. a face is is better than no face. Indeed. So keep that mask on until we get these numbers down and everybody's safe. Exactly, and get vaccinated. Don't throw away your shot. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at schaeferleadership.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has gone gone boss. boss.